Almost a month after facing off in the semi-finals of the MTN8, Mamelodi Sundowns and Lamont Falkolden Arrows renewed their rivalry with attentions at the Sugar 8 Polu Stadium fixed firmly on the DSTV Premiership. The league champions headed to KZN with an unblemished record and after just 15 minutes, they thought they were in for a penalty. Ntokozizi Duwe appeared to have fouled Siabonga Vilakazi, but the appeals were waved away. Abafana Bestende soon settled. Fine work out wide by Dube created an opportunity, but Willem's son in Dwandwe couldn't hit the target. The arrow striker was getting into great positions, but without much reward, as the sides headed into the break, deadlocked at 0-0. There was a tentative start to the second half, but with their first real opportunity, Downs took the lead through Gaston Serino. This is into the back of the net, stroked with Samapom, and Mamalodi Sundowns have broken the deadlock. Gaston Serino made it look all too easy. Once again, though, Arrows found a way through, but again Ndwandwe was found wanting in the final third. With the game in its final quarter, a foul by Musali Busa and Siabonga Kumalo saw referee Victor Gomez point to the spot. Michael Gumede stepped up, but fired wide. Gumede against Sonyango. Arrows looking to equalize. Oh, he's missed it. Not even on target. At the other end, Downs looked to add a clinching second. Excellent hold-up play by Peter Shalulile set up Hashim Domingo. The winger shot, though, went agonizingly wide. 1-0 was how things ended. Downs maintaining the unbeaten start to the season with a record equaling 10th successive clean sheet in the process. Maritzburg United provided Orlando Pirates with their latest test in the DSTV Premiership. The Buccaneers were seeking a first league victory in three outings against a side smarting from back-to-back -back defeats. The visitors, who recorded a league double over Maritzburg last season, winning home and away without conceding, applied the pressure at the Harry Guala Stadium. Tsekhofato Mobasa and Linda Mtambo were kept at bay by German goalkeeper Marcelo Engelhardt in a scoreless first half. Maritzburg, who had been toothless in attack, were forced to see out the encounter with 10 men following the sending off of Brandon Tron in the second 45. Looking to make the numerical advantage count, Fortune Makaringe stung the palms of Engelhardt in the Maritzburg goal. The Kualzulu Natal side managed to hold on for a point as the Buccaneers recorded a fourth draw from seven league matches this season. Royal AM were held in the latest round of matches in the DSTV Premiership, while Amazulu got the better of TS Galaxy. Golden Arrows came undone to a charging Mamalodi Sundowns outfit, and Orlando Pirates couldn't break down the 10 men of Maritzburg United. Mamalodi Sundowns summit South Africa's top flight. Supersport United and Royal AM sit second and third respectively. Orlando Pirates are currently sixth with Kaiser Chiefs a further point back in ninth position. Maritzburg United are down in 11th and TS Galaxy anchor the standings. South Africa and Pakistan continue to fine-tune their preparations ahead of their involvement in the ICC T20 World Cup. The Proteus' decision to bowl first in their second warm-up encounter paid dividends as they got rid of Pakistan's openers in quick succession. Kachiso Robada castled Baba Azam for 15, while Anrich Nokia dismissed Mohamed Rezwan for a runnable 19. Hafiz and Fahazaman added 30 for the third wicket. Hafiz, who made 13, was undone by an outstanding diving catch by South Africa's captain, Temba Bavuma, of the bowling of Keshav Maharaj. 
Simon meanwhile looked in great touch against South Africa's attack in the UAE. Determined to land the number three position in Pakistan's lineup, he scored an aggressive 52 from 28 balls and retired out to give others an opportunity. Shoaib Malik and Asivali stepped on the gas in the latter stages. Malik contributed 28 from 20 deliveries, while Ali scored 32 from 18. Rabada, who returned figures of 3 for 28 from his four overs, accounted for both batters. Pakistan posted a competitive 186 for 6, with Hassan Ali hitting an unbeaten 11. In reply, the Proteas had to pick themselves up after Imad Wasim removed Quinton de Kock and Reza Hendricks for 6 and 7 respectively in the space of four deliveries. Rassi, Van Dersen and Bavuma set about rebuilding the chase for the Proteas. The pair shared in a magnificent century stand for the third wicket. Bavuma fell four runs shy of 50 with Shaheen Shahafridi making the breakthrough at the end of the 15th over. While Heinrich Klaassen went cheaply, Van der Dissen remained key to South Africa's hopes of being able to build more momentum ahead of the showpiece. He was ably supported by David Miller at the end as the two batters knocked off the 19 required from the final over. Van der Dissen, who struck 10 fours and four sixes, hit the winning runs and in doing so brought up three figures. And they've won it. What an innings. Don't cross for a single. Let that run for four. And I think that will be 100 for Russi van der Dusen. Stunning innings. 101 not out of just 51 deliveries. And South Africa quite remarkably have got up and won this match, beating a very good Pakistan outfit and doing so by six wickets. While the Proteus claimed the win, there is concern in the camp over Tabarez Shamsi, who has a tight groin and is being assessed by the medical team. After opening round victories, a spot in the Super 12 was in sight as Sri Lanka and Ireland faced off in a Group A encounter at the ICC Men's T20 World Cup. Irish captain Andy Balburney won the toss and fielded, and just two balls in, Paul Sterling accounted for Kusal Pereira. Things were only getting better for the Irish as Josh Little breached the defences of Dinesh Chandimal. With his very next delivery, Little picked up his second. Yeah! Another one gone, two and two for Josh Little. Stadium. The fight back came from Wanindo Hasaranga de Silva and Patum Nisanka, who fought fire with fire. The former smashing four successive boundaries of Sami Singh in the sixth over. As the innings progressed, the Sri Lankan pair's confidence grew as they found the ropes with ease. De Silva was first to go to a 50, reaching the milestone in 38 deliveries. The run rate escalated, but De Silva fell soon after. Mark Adair getting the wicket as the all-rounder departed for an excellent 71. Nisanka then went to a 50 for the first time in T20 internationals, but when he and Banuka Rajapaksa fell in quick succession, Ireland fancied their chances of reigning the former champions in. Chamika Karuna Ratna may have been bold in the final over, but 10 runs of the final two balls by Dasun Shanaka propelled Sri Lanka to 171 for 7. In reply, Ireland lost Kevin O'Brien, Sterling and Gareth Delaney inside the first five overs. However, Balburnie and Curtis Camphor responded well as they counted the Sri Lankan attack superbly. While the pair remained resolute in escalating required run rate left Sri Lanka as favourites, with Camphor getting castled by Mahesh Dikshana looking to go big. 
disaster then struck for the Irish as a massive collapse strengthened Sri Lanka's grip on proceedings. They lost the next six wickets with the addition of just 16 runs to be dismissed for just 101. The 70-run victory sees former champion Sri Lanka secure their spot in the main draw of the competition. The Northwest Dragons won the toss and batted in the final quarter-final of the CSA Provincial T20 competition as they faced off against the GBIT Rocks. Openers Eben Boerta and Wesley Marshall handed the Dragons an ideal start with the latter taking on the role of aggressor. Marshall though was first to make his way back to the hut, Siabonga Mahima making the breakthrough for the Rocks. Shailen Pillay and Nicky van der Berg were next to go as hard as Falun and Imran Manak hit the right areas. Falun then got his second of the innings when he breached the defences of Senuren Mutasami. Boerta found an able ally in the form of Lesejo Senokwane, with both batters looking in the mood to impress. However, having just smashed successive sixes of Zakele Kwabe, Boerta was next to go, caught in the deep for 34 ball 41. Senokwane looked in fine fettle, but some fine work by Rock's wicketkeeper Clyde Fortain saw him run out for 40. Calling no, but coming, oh, and it hits the stumps and there's an appeal, and has that been a little bit sloppy? Very good by Clyde Fortain, a quick release. It's tight. It's tight. Yep, he's gone. Very good piece of fielding by Clyde Fortain. Excellent work by the Gloveman. Eldred Hawken didn't last long, but a 21 ball 27 from Duan Janssen helped the Dragons post 156 for 8 of the allotted 20 overs. The Rocks' response was emphatic with the Milan Spire and Yanaman tearing into the Dragons' attack. The brothers were immense and brought up the Rocks' 50 by the end of the power play. This stand went beyond 100 as Yanaman Milan went to a 50, but the Dragons soon had their breakthrough. Captain Peter Milan had to go with Caleb Seleka picking up his first. Fortein and the dangerous Christian Jonker fell in quick succession as the Dragons clawed their way back into the contest. Yanaman Milan remained, but wicket stumbled around him, which made for a nervous ending. Nine was needed of the final over, and when Ferrisco Adams was run out of the first delivery, the pendulum swung the way of the Dragons. Janssen bowling the final over was sensational, and when Falun was caught by Hawken, it left the Rocks needing five of two, but crucially, Yanuman Malan was on strike. In the end, it was not to be, as the Dragons advanced to the semi-final with a slender three-run victory. That's a great ball. Hello, Yorker, and that's the game. That is game over. The Dragons have done it. The Dragons have done it against all odds. The GBET's rocks were 108 for one and were cruising in this match. And the Dragons, have a look at them, they're pumped up. That is a special win for them. They were the big underdogs in this encounter. And they are elated. Arena Sabalenka returned to action after testing positive for COVID-19. The Belarusian, who was forced to pull out of the BNB Paribas Open, took on Ayla Tomjanovic in her first match since the US Open. The tournament's top seed, a wild card at the VTB Kremlin Cup, edged the Australian in three sets to book her place in the last eight. Her opponent rallied to force a deciding set after trailing two love in the second. But Sabalenka replied in the third to take the contest 7-6-4-6-6-1. She hammered 47 winners and 10 aces in a two-hour and seven-minute triumph in Moscow. It's a 44th match win of the year for Irina Sabalenka. And she bounces back, having had COVID recently and missed Indian Wells. 
to say it's a performance that demonstrates her fitness and health. While the top two seeds Arena Sabalenka and Garbinia Muguruza remain on course at the WTA 500 event in Moscow, Anastasia Pavluchenkova began her bid with a straight set win over American Bernarda Pera. The 17th edition of the Absa Cape Epic is in mid-flow. The eight-day mountain bike stage race traverses the spectacular mountains and valleys of the Western Cape. With two converging mountain ranges to explore, Stage 3 featuring a circuit through the trails of Tulbach was not short on climbing. The day's racing began and finished in the picturesque Sorensburg estate. For much of the 91-kilometer stage, the leading men's teams remained together. The real racing started on the blockbuster Fantis Pass, arguably the toughest climb in the 2021 event. Canyon Northwave MTB made their move halfway up the climb and it was only Trek Pirelli that could respond. But having threatened to show his world champion credentials all week, Andreas Seervolt underlined his class as he and Martin Sursek power to an important stage win. The pair remain in second overall, but they have cut the lead of 91 Songo specialized Matt Beers and Jordan Saru down to 1 minute 43 seconds. Meanwhile, Sina Frey and Laura Stig of 91 Songo specialized claimed a dominant Stage 3 victory as they continued their commanding march towards overall glory. They finished the stage nearly four minutes ahead of their nearest rivals, South Africa's Robin de Groot and Ariane Luti of Salius Met, giving themselves an 11-minute lead in the women's general classification. Candace Lill and Mariska Strauss were third on the day and they remain third overall.